Welcome to the Southern Connecticut State University Sport Management Podcast Series. I'm Dr. Kevin McGinnis, Assistant Professor, Graduate Coordinator, and Director of Sport Management. Your host for our podcast series is Sean Mobilio. Sean is a candidate for the Master of Science in Sport and Entertainment Management degree with a specialization in Athletics Administration. Take it away, Sean. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of SCSU Podcast. Today's topic is leadership in sports. On the phone today, we have Mike Kohler. He was a district manager ADP, a manager of marketing and promotions of University of Denver, director of corporate sales in San Diego State University, was an assistant AD for marketing and promotions at Brown University, um, a former assistant vice president general manager of University of Houston, and now with Lairfield IMG College, 15 years, multiple roles, and now is the vice president of the NCAA Business and National Properties. Hey, Mike, thanks for being on today. Sean, pleasure to join you today. Awesome, awesome. So my first question, Mike, we get into leadership, and, you know, we can never talk much about leadership in sports. And, um, you know, how important is education, you know, in your career? Well, you know, my, my, my track to get here, I, I, uh, as an undergraduate at, at UC Santa Barbara, my, my education to the sports marketing, sports management sector was very, very limited. I was a, a biopsychology uh, nice. <laughs> undergraduate degree. And so I took a lot of heavy science. I did not take a lot of uh, business classes. I, I didn't even intern. Uh, to be honest with you, as an undergraduate, I was really focused on on going to medical school. And so as I evolved in my career choices, you know, clearly I did not have a lot of the, the skills and the education required to go into marketing um, and sports management. So as, as I contemplated grad school options, um, the University of Denver was a, was a campsite visited and I, I thought, you know, the, the market of Denver with all the pro sports and college sports would be a great place um, for me to get a graduate degree on top of the fact that the University of Denver was transitioning um, to Division One with all their other sports outside of men's hockey, which is very prideful and, and strong uh, program winning several national championships. So for me, the education component w was absolutely critical. I, I went to the University of Denver originally through the College of Education. Um, you know, trying to get kind of the, the theory and the practical applications of work on a college campus and then soon realized that I needed the business acumen too. So took, took a class over in the business school um, and really realized very, very quickly that I, I needed, you know, some, some kind of foundation in, in finance and accounting and marketing and public speaking. And so I sat down with uh, – both the, the dean at the College of Education and the dean at the business school at the University of Denver and said, hey, I, I want to get a master's degree from from both schools, but I don't want to be here you know, longer than, than three years. Can you guys sit down and kind of discuss how I can achieve my goals and take the right number of classes without being redundant? So they came back to me and I ended up getting two master's degrees, one in higher education student development and then one in sports management. Uh, through the Daniels College of Business in, in two years and a quarter. So um, I felt, you know, that that was really gave me a great foundation. One, understanding how a university thinks and operates and, and caters to students. And two, the, the practical business applications of understanding 
spreadsheets and PL and management and, and marketing. So education clearly has been very, very important to my uh, long-term success and, and where I've gotten in my career. That's great, Mike. Mike, before I go to the next question, now at Learfield IMG College, you know, the vice president, NCAA business and national properties, like, you know, can you explain what Learfield IMG College is? Because it, it's kind of confusing. Everyone hears IMG, they think of Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, in short, you know, I, I've been with the organization, this is year 16 yep. for me. And I originally started with a company called ISP Sports that was uh, started and founded by a gentleman named Ben Sutton, um, who now runs a company called Teal Capital. Um, but ISP was then, you know, acquired by IMG um, at the time um, okay. and kind of merged our 65 collegiate properties with their 20 uh, along with CLC, the collegiate licensing company. Shortly thereafter, uh, William Morris Endeavor bought uh, the entire portfolio of, of ISP and IMG, and we became part of a, a massive talent agency with a, with a huge college business. And then about a year and a half ago, as you just referenced, we merged with Learfield, who is really our biggest competitor. The companies were, were about the same size and uh, we, we merged together. So um, in short, we represent approximately 190 schools wow. around the country. Um, we have other businesses that are part of that umbrella, uh, the collegiate licensing company um, that obviously administers and, and manages licensing programs for um, several hundred universities. Uh, ANC, uh, which is a digital uh, signage solutions um, for not only colleges and, and uh, arenas, but municipalities. Pacquiolan, um, which is a ticketing software group. Um, we have our Learfield IMG College Ticket Solutions, which, which works with various sports enterprises on their outbound uh, ticket sales. Uh, Mogo, uh, which is a digital and data uh, solutions applications for, for brands and advertisers. Um, so there's a there's a series of things yeah. under um, that umbrella, but yeah, the, the most recent merger was uh, about a year and a half ago, where Learfield and IMG College came together and really kind of created this robust, scaled uh, solutions that you know, for the most part, kind of competes with the NFL, yep. Major League Baseball, and the NBA as a kind of a one stop shop for collegiate sports marketing. Yeah, that's great. Because I know I saw you guys at NACTA set up and all the events. You guys are there all the time. So I was kind of curious what it was. But yes. Awesome. So, so Mike, what are some characteristics do you think should be, you know, should be that causes a great leader, you know? You know, for, for me, that's a – everyone has, kind of has a different perspective. Yeah. But I, I think for me, leadership really um, becomes apparent during times of adversity. Um, and, and I think obviously, unless you, you go through it, um, you don't know what that looks like coming out of the other side. I mean, there's been, there's been a couple of times in my career with the company where, you know, we've navigated through some difficult time. You know, we had, um, nine yeah. 11, um, where I was at San Diego State at the time. And, and obviously something like that had not happened to our company. And I mean, our country, um, ever. And, you know, I was, yeah kind of sat there and uh, wondered what was going to happen, you know, with, with the sports industry in general. But I think what I found out of sports really was, was kind of a rallying cry uh, for the company. And you think about the world series and, 
and some of those things where, where fans came back in full force and, and uh, sports is a great place to exhibit that passion and that pride, not only for your team, but uh, for your country as well. Uh, 08, 09, you know, we had the, the financial crisis that, that um, you know, kind of knocked the, the country's economy upside the head. Yeah. Um, and now, obviously, the, the pandemic. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I think about how we as a company have kind of been navigating uh, through this. We've had a transition in, in leadership and our in our CEO and our company. And I really think we're, we're taking this time to um, obviously reflect, um, but most importantly, accelerating our innovation um, into, you know, different areas, whether it's a uh, digital or social um, esports um, and some other things that, that, um, you know, live in the college sports space that haven't been developed, but yeah. really move beyond the traditional sports marketing um, fan engagement, you know, while fans are sitting in the stands or, or, or tailgating or, um, you know, uh, entertaining customers. So, we're, we're taking this time to innovate. Um, and to me, I think that's, you know, some, some characteristics of leadership that's really, really important um, because we're all living in kind of an uncertain time right now. Definitely. Yeah. The, how, you know, the WNBA, MLB, you know, NBA, how they they created a bubble so they can produce and perform, which is incredible what they're doing. Yep. It's pretty cool. So, so Mike, you know, we talk about, you know, how do you acquire the skills to become a great leader, which we talk about leadership, you know, in your business, you know, what are some things that you look for, you know, especially in hiring, you know, people and you've, you know, coming from where you are, it looks like, you know, you've climbed the ladder. You definitely have to be hungry and be motivated to be where you are. You know, what are some things that you look for? Um, you know, I, I think it's really the, the, the biggest difference when I, when I think about when I was kind of going through this and, and trying to kind of build my career and, and foundation versus it now is, you know, there, there wasn't, there was a few sports management programs yep. in general in, in higher education more on the graduate level. You know, you think about Ohio U and UMass were, were two reputable grad school programs that, that people went through and, and worked in, you know, whether it's professional or collegiate sports marketing. Um, now there's been this massive, proliferation of, of programs in sports and whether it's undergraduate or graduate, it seems like just about every college or university has a sports management program. So what that has done, as you can imagine, it's an attractive place um, to be. Everyone loves the idea of working in sports, but there are so many more applicants, yep. so many more people that are out on the streets um, that are looking for jobs. Yep. Um, more so than, than when I was. I mean, at, at, at the time when I was kind of going through, there wasn't, I had a few mentors, um, you know, a guy named Steve Schnall that, that is a senior associate at San Diego State, hired me at San Diego State, and then another gentleman, um, John Boos, B-O-O-S, um, at the University of Denver, kind of both those guys kind of gave me my, my starts, and um, I kind of view them as, as mentors, but there wasn't a lot of people I could say, hey, how do I... You know, how do you get into sports? You know, so I kind of had to feel my way kind of through this. And so when I think about all the people that I have hired, um, you know, a lot of times it's it's people having an understanding of of who they are, um, most importantly, what 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 value they kind of bring to the table. Um, and, And I always tell people this. I was fortunate enough 
you know, before I got into sports, I worked in sales yep. and um, I had to wear a suit every day and I had to sit in front of businesses and ask them questions about their business and how it worked and how I could provide value and provide a solution yep. uh, to them. And it was a, it was a tremendous foundation because it, it made me intellectually curious. And I think that's one of the things that I'm um, mindful of when I talk to people is, you know, I, I want people that are intellectually curious um, that, you know, are, are determined to, you know, and have this thirst for knowledge and um, because at the end of the day, it's competitive. And so what, what separates, you know, one candidate from another? Um, I've been very open to kind of paying it forward, knowing that I didn't really have that type of person uh, for me necessarily. Yeah. So when people reach out to me, I'm more than willing to, to share my story and share some advice of importance. And going back to my earlier point, I mean, I'm, I really look for adversity, you know, hmm. is um, – has this person, you know, have they moved around a lot? Have they tried different things? Have they been successful um, in yep. kind of what they've done? So um, that, that gives you kind of a sense of it. I mean, for, for us as a company, I mean, typically we're hiring people either A, um, that have the, the type of personality that, that can generate revenue and, and yep. reach out to prospects and cold call and and get deals done or we're looking for people that are organized and detail oriented that are going to manage our activation programs for sponsors and so it requires a great amount of follow-through and a great amount of detail um so those those are a few things that are that are important to me as i as i look to hire that's great advice so you know speaking of advice can you give some of the students because you know southern connecticut they're listening to this podcast you know, what are some, some advice you would give students coming up in the sports profession? Um, yeah, I, I, one, I, I think, um, and, I, and I'm probably a poster child for this. I know when <laughs> um, I proposed to my wife, um, she's like, well, do you have any idea where we're going to live? <laughs> and we were in Denver at the time, and I said, you know what, I really, I really don't. Um, and you know, I, I moved from Southern California. I'm from San Diego originally, um, to go to grad school in Colorado. So that was kind of a big move to kind of get out of my comfort zone in Southern California and start a new in a new place. And so that has helped me. And obviously I've been, what I would say is geographically mobile during my time. Um, you know, I've been married 20 years and I've moved seven times. Um, and you know, I've been with the company 16 years and all the moves within the company is, you know, our CEO coming to me, asking me to, you know, take on a bigger, bigger project. Yep. So it was, it was flattering um, in one sense, but plus he knew I had already kind of moved once. I moved my family once. So um, I have no regrets. It's, it's been fantastic. I'm at a point now where I've been in Indianapolis, work out of the NCAA headquarters yep. uh, for five years. My kids are, 17 and 13 and um we're rooted um at least for the next five years until my daughter gets out of out of high school but you know being geographically mobile um i think is really really important i mean you sean you know you may want to live your life and in connecticut at some point have a family but sometimes you need to leave to come back um and i think you grow a lot personally and professionally when you have to you have to start a new, you have to, you have to build your own network, you know, whether it's personal or professional. Yep. And I think that can make you stronger, um, as a, as a person, as a leader, as a professional. 
to do that. So being geographically mobile, um, you know, being in sales and revenue generation, obviously you have to be persistent and you have to have thick skin. Um, I think that's the one thing. I mean, typically sales, you know, sales is a lot like hitting a baseball. (laughs) Um, You know, you fail. um, If you fail in baseball seven out of ten times, you're a 300 hitter. Um, which in, in baseball terms are very successful. Um, so being able to, you know, uh, learn to get bucked off the, the saddle of the horse or the bull uh, and get right back on, I think is really, really important. Um, and and probably lastly, just understanding that, that it is really, really competitive. Yep. Um, you know, what getting into sports, I mean, there's, like I said, there's probably a lot more people out in the market looking for sports jobs than there are sports jobs available. Yep. And, um, you know, the most plentiful jobs are, are jobs that are selling tickets or, you know, selling sponsorships initially. But but sometimes, you know, people may not be suited uh, or have those type of skills to, to go into that. So I felt fortunate to learn early on that, you know, I kind of had that sales mindset that marketing mindset yep. uh, that creative mindset and and, and kind of really took advantage of that with a profession that i wanted to be in and clearly now i mean i'm i'm 20 it's my 23rd year um working in collegiate sports i originally wanted to be an athletic director um and uh, i was kind of on that path and then kind of got recruited over to uh, hmm. this company 16 years ago and it's kind of been the best of both worlds because I, I still am heavily involved. I've worked on a college campus practically my whole life outside of the last five years being at the NCAA. But it's also, too, I'm, I'm compensated for, you know, revenue um, that I generate on behalf of the company. So it's it's kind of a, a win-win all around. That's great. So my last question, Mike, for the students are, you know, basically, who was, who do you consider a great leader and why? Hmm. You know, that's a, I try to read, um, lots of books and, um, it, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily have one person that I kind of put up on, you know, my, my Mount Rushmore of, yep. of leadership necessarily. I mean, there's, there's definitely certain people that I've interacted with, um, over my time that, that I've kind of tried to pull, um, traits and characteristics from, um, you know, one person that, that, um, you know, speaking of my sports Mount Rushmore that I was able to work with, um, early in, in my days at San Diego state was Tony Gwynn and, uh, Tony Gwynn was, you know, if you grew up in San Diego, you know, Tony Gwynn was the end all be all. I mean, he was, he was everything, um, you know, played his entire career with the, with the San Diego Padres, which isn't been the most successful, sports franchise necessarily, but, um, you know, six months into my job at San Diego state, he got named the baseball coach at San Diego state while I was there. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things If you can imagine, you know, I, I would, you know, just ogle over that guy, um, you know, my entire life. And now all of a sudden he's, he's the baseball coach and I gotta, I gotta work with him on a daily basis. That's great. And, um, so I was beyond nervous, um, to, to, to do so. Um, but I slowly realized why he's just so fantastic. I mean, he's one of the most humble 
gracious guys uh, that you'll ever meet. I did a, a one of one of the first big deals I did in my career was with uh, was with Chevron, which is a big gas and oil company, and they had about a hundred hundred gas stations in, in San Diego, and so we pitched them on the idea of doing a, a Tony Gwynn bobblehead doll. <laughs> um, with the same with the San Diego State uniform, and mm-hmm. you go, you know, you fill up a, a your tank with with gas, and then you could you could purchase um, a bobblehead doll for five ninety nine at, at participating Chevrons around San Diego, and so it was this you know really big deal again, probably the first large deal that that I did in my career, and uh, we had all the owners of, of the Chevron gas stations throughout San Diego come into come into San Diego State, we hosted them for lunch, and then we took them out to the baseball field, by the way, which is named Tony Gwynn Field. Nice. Um, and, you know, Tony Gwynn, we pull up, and I probably you know, walk over, I probably have about 80, 80 people with me, and Tony Gwynn is literally dragging the field <laughs> with his, you know, walking, not, yeah. not in a cart. Yeah. He's literally <laughs> dragging the field. Um by himself so he sees me he sees us he's full of sweat <laughs> he puts down the you know the the lawn thing and um goes and grabs a, some sharpies and then we're you know he sat there and signed autographs and thanked all the people from chevron for you know probably 75 minutes and and it was just fascinating so you had people literally that were crying That's um, funny. <laughs> you know that they got to meet him so uh you know that that's one piece of it the other really really good story and i I, i'd love to tell this one because um it really defines being humble and gracious and and a good example so fast forward you know maybe two years later i I leave san diego state and i go to brown and i'm flying back to san diego and i i got a connection in cincinnati on delta and i'm walking through the airport and uh, to, to get on this flight, and I hear someone call my name. And someone's like, Mike, Mike. And I look over, and it's, it's Tony Gwynn. <laughs> and so Tony Gwynn's sitting on the side. He's on the same flight that I'm on um, to go back to San Diego. And I'm not sure uh, at the time. I think, he was, I think he was doing broadcasting for the Padres for, for some jobs, um, for some games. And so... We sat, so he calls me over, we sat there for probably 20 minutes, and literally he's like, hey, how's, how's your job at Brown? <laughs> and literally sat there and, and talked to me for, for 20 minutes, yep. like, you know, like he was my best friend, <laughs> and oh, by the way, he probably signed, you know, probably 20 people came up to him while he was talking to me to get his autograph. <laughs> And he never kind of took his eyes off me. He never, you know, interrupted the yep. conversation. Yep. And um, so that was beyond special um, to do that. But, but you know, just someone of that magnitude who, who took the time to be gracious and humble. And to me, that's, that's really kind of behavior that I've tried to model, you know, as much as possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, if someone reaches out to me or needs help or needs advice, I, I typically don't say no. Um, because at that time, I mean, Tony Gwynn, obviously he was, he was the top of the mountain. Um, and he was gracious enough to, to take the time to talk to me and most importantly to, to be interested in my life. Yeah. Um, which I thought was just fascinating at the time. Well, Mike Kohler on today talking about 
topics and leadership in sports. Mike, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being humble and actually responding back and talking to us on the phone. Um, and thank you for all your insight and what you're doing. You know, um, we just look up to, to successful people like you, Mike. Thank you. Sean, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck in the future. Thanks, Mike. We'll keep in touch. Maybe we'll see you in uh, the final four at an ACTA conference. <laughs> That would be great. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping we get it the this year. Four goes off without a hitch this year. Definitely. All right, Mike. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care, Sean. Guys, thanks for tuning in to SCSU podcast. The topic was leadership in sports with Mike Cooler. We had a great time talking. We'll be back on tomorrow. Tune in and stay safe. Thanks, guys.